Welcome to Lace and Debauchery. We are part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance and romance related. Find new shows to add to your podcast subscriptions at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hey listeners, it's Taylor. Before we kick off, we want you to know that the opinions and discussions that take place on Lace and Debauchery do not reflect the opinions of The Rip Bodice in any way. Lace and Debauchery as a podcast is an affiliate of The Rip Bodice, which means we can earn a commission on the books we sell during our time as podcast hosts. You can find our affiliate link to buy romance books in every episode description, as well as on our website at laceadpodcast.com slash buy. Thanks for your time. And now for some debauchery. Hell yeah. start a podcast we went on to the wiki how how to start a podcast and we followed it and we did and you know what it what was it three weeks ago that we were like how to start a podcast and now, and now look at us we're technically call us howard fucking stern call me joe rogan we are the joe rogan of romance we, we? are joe romance oh, no! <laughs> that should be our, our podcast, podcast name, name. lace and debauchery is now dead <laughs> joe romance Thank you. We will offend truly anyone Everyone. that's not a short white man. Um, do we want to talk about the book first? No, let's talk about us. Okay, let's talk about us. Hi. Hi. Okay, so my name is Piper Lewis. That's not true. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where oh, if God. people listen, they're going to be like, which one's which? Who's who? Yeah. I'm Piper. I'm Taylor. That's Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm we do Piper. also, I feel like, sound similar. We do. Which... which problematic i wonder if who's gonna have to change their voice for the podcast uh well you could do your australian accent all right I could. <laughs> so you like more killer vacation okay, no, yeah stop. no it's like bad okay should okay. we start over yeah do you want to say it do you want to say welcome to sure. debauchery okay okay and then you say i'm paper and i'll say i'm taylor <laughs> you have to say it like that okay Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast Lace and Debauchery, where we talk to you about romance novels. I'm Piper Lewis. And I am Taylor Capazola. And we like to spend about 16 hours every weekend doing nothing but talking. Talking. To each other, mm-hmm. to customers, to ourselves. To ourselves. A lot of talking to ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're just obsessed with romance, and mm-hmm. we've found that it's so fun to stop and talk to people at the store and to talk to each other about the books that we're reading. So we thought, why not share it and talk to more people about romance? Exactly. And, you know, I think that we, um, because we're talking to the people who read them on a daily basis, we kind of get a really good intersection of like what's popular on TikTok what's popular in like every single different like age demographic mm-hmm. because we have people who come into the store who are women in their 60s and their 40s and their 20s and everywhere in between so we cater to like i would say a pretty wide audience of romance readers absolutely yeah and we you know get to talk to them about what they really like what they mm-hmm. don't like what they want to see um and of course with that i want to say Because our expertise not only comes in reading books and having opinions about them, but it also comes with like knowledge about the romance genre in general and helping people find the type of romance that works best for them. Yeah. And I would say that's my favorite part about working at the store is when people come in and 
or maybe nervous or kind of ashamed about wanting to read romance. There was someone who came in who was like, I've never read romance before. And so we were helping them find books. And then like towards the end, they were about to check out. They're like, actually, I think I might want to buy something from the erotica section. And we were like, like fuck yes, yes, let's do it. Like, exactly. Let Helping people find stuff that they like and that is exciting and fun for them is my favorite part of the job. Exactly. And so that's something that we also want to be able to provide on a like wider scale. Yeah. I also think that something that is not talked about enough is the shame that comes with reading romance. I know. I was talking to my mom and she said that we should record this segment for the podcast because she was like, I'm 54 years old and I am still ashamed of the fact that I read romance. And she got so much shit from friends and she was reading it I think when she was in grad school and she got shit from people in grad school for reading Outlander because it's like not real literature because it's romance. People love to shit on women for the fucking things that they like. I've been seeing this stuff about people shitting on true crime for example and yes like there is those people on on YouTube who like do their makeup and they're like here's this poor random woman who was in an right. abusive relationship and whatever and you're like that's exploitative. But it's also a lot of it is like giving women to like have control over horror stories that have happened to other women. Yeah. All of this to say that that connection transcends to all things that women like. Makeup is vapid and doing your hair is vapid and liking romance is vapid. And quite literally, every single one of the pieces of media that you consume on a daily basis has romance in it. And if it didn't, it would be fucking boring. It would be so goddamn boring because i gotta tell you listen i didn't read lord of the rings growing up my boyfriend big into lord of the rings he loves it so i've been watching lord of the rings for the first time with him and fucking vigo mortensen being so sexy is the only thing that's getting me through it correct and what's his what's legolas or um you mean um live tyler yeah yeah tyler like the two of them it's not a and the story would be boring if they didn't fall in love. It would just be a bunch of hobbits running up some fucking hills. Right. What are we doing? And that, that is a good segue. What are we doing? What is Lace and Debauchery? But I think we want it to be kind of like a book club. Yeah. We want you guys to read the books with us. We'll, we'll tell you ahead of time what we're reading for the next week. And then you can read it and we can all talk about it. Yeah, you can um, send in comments questions about the book recommendations for future ones thoughts complaints prayers for us prayers for us Uh, prayers for the pod so i have a couple of questions piper has some questions so you guys can learn a little bit about us my first question how did you get into romance okay so how how long can this story be as long as you i guess not long but but long enough sure it was the summer of 2011 and I had a friend give me The Hunger Games. Oh, yes. Which I would say there's a lot bigger problems happening in The Hunger Games other than the romance. Listen. Um, you know. Apples, oranges. Uh, you know, Who truly. Cares? Like, you know, I read it and I was like, the romance is going to save my life. Peta yeah. and Katniss are my dream. Forever. Um, even though, you know, there was like revolution and a war and, and dictatorship and killing, you know, children and Active stuff. war crimes. Active war crimes happening. But I read The Hunger Games and I hated reading before, but I read Hunger Games and I obviously loved it. It was like 4 p.m. when I finished the first book and I begged my parents uh, to go to Barnes & Noble. And I went and I was like roaming the halls or the... Aisles. 
aisles. It's like, like the halls, <laughs> the corridors, plus enough. Of Barnes and Noble. Yep. And came up to the new releases for YA, and there was this book, mm-hmm. Divergent by Veronica Roth. Love it. Love it. I looked at the back and I was like, I guess, you know, it was hardcover. Um, so it was like 20 bucks. Actually, back then it was probably 14. Yeah. Because like 2011. We were pilgrims. Exactly. And I know back in the world was a very different place. <laughs> and, Golden days. And so I picked up the book and I, you know, went home with it and I started reading it at 6 p.m. And I did not stop reading. I had to go to the eye doctor the next right. morning. Yes. Yeah. I dilated my pupils. I had like 30 pages left of the book. And so I technically finished it, and then I let my eyes readjust. I took a nap, and when I woke up, I restarted it again. Oh, my God. And thus started my absolute depraved obsession with dark... Dark romance. Dark romance, dark fantasy romance. Yeah. But then I went to college, and I stopped reading romance. Right. And it took a while. Like, it was when I realized that I could start reading things for my pleasure. Right. That I was like, no, I can read these books. It's, It's... okay and you know I was living in Washington DC and I had like a nine to five job and I was like oh you know I don't have time for I need to read this I need to read books about politics politics god and they were so fucking boring so that's how I got into romance yes um long-winded way how did you get into romance Piper I was obsessed with Disney princesses as a child my parents didn't want me to watch Disney princess movies because a I was scared of literally everything Literally everything gave me a fucking meltdown. And also they were like, we want her to be independent. But my grandmother, shout out to Nani, showed me them without my parents' permission. And then I was obsessed. And I used to walk around my house like I was holding a ball gown like in my hands. But would you be wearing a dress? No. No. Pants? No pants. pants. (laughs) Just walking around like with my little arms out and they're like, okay. And then I read a lot of One Direction fan fiction. I was in middle school. And my friend, she and her family were cleaning out their house and she found a copy of Flowers in the Attic. And so she read it and then our other friend read it and then they gave it to me. So I got to read it. And I remember being like so confused and kind of ashamed, but like very, very intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, If you're 12 and listening to this podcast, stop. And also don't read Flowers in the Attic. Flowers in the Attic. So this is the first romance book you ever read. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny because now you're so light, like you love a good rom-com. I am a rom-com girl. I love fluff. I love a fluffy, fun rom-com. So yeah, I read V.C. Andrews and then made like a hard left into Sarah Dessen, which I didn't real. Ooh. I don't think that there's, I'm the only one that was in the V.C. Andrews to Sarah Dessen pipeline, but <laughs> I did it. So I remember reading Sarah Dessen and The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, I never read that. I read that and I loved it. And then I wrote a YA dystopian novel yes, you in did. high school. What was it called again? Uh, From This Day Forward. From This Day Forward. And I, oh my God, I started rereading it and it's, it is the worst thing I've ever Don't read. Don't say that. It's not great. You know, though, uh-huh. many good stories that exist. Sure. <laughs> I'm being supportive. Yeah. Some stories are well thought out, and maybe you were just too young to write it. it but it wasn't. I thought you told me the plot. It sounded good. <laughs> it's like I give so much detail, but none of it is like the right detail that anyone needs. Yes. It's not good. I understand that. So I wrote that, and then kind of stopped reading 
a lot of romance when I was in college and then during the pandemic which coincided with my like junior and senior year of college at the end of my senior year I started reading Akatar oh, and I read that yeah. in like a month probably um and then I read the, the L Kennedy oh, off-campus off series. series so I read both of those absolutely loved them and then started working at the Rift Bodice just like thinking about like how the timeline wins. It's crazy. It is. So now we'll get into our least favorite romance novels. Do you want to do least favorite books or least favorite tropes? Let's do our least favorite tropes. Okay. You go first on this one. I thought I didn't like the pregnancy trope, but I've been... Okay. I don't like the pregnancy trope in fantasy because I feel like the pregnancy trope in fantasy always gets in the way of the female character being able to do whatever she needs to do like within the world of fantasy like so it, are you saying that in breaking dawn when mm-hmm. bella gets pregnant it it really ruins her like growth as a character yeah you're completely right but yeah i don't like don't like that but in like contemporaries it's kind of cute i've seen recommendations for like actually cute pregnancy tropes on tiktok what about you i don't like the pregnancy trope just in general but that's just like because like i don't want babies to you're- be a part of this you're anti-baby like i really am anti-baby okay don't want an unintended pregnancy i don't want an intended pregnancy (laughs) i honestly like the worst thing about me is that i hate oh i hate to say this but i hate a single mom and single dad trope i know really i know because you know why i'm just like why are you busy with other things (laughs) i don't know other than the kid you mean like or like like like, or why are smut. you busy with the kid when you should be busy with the smut? I read a single mom one the other day and I really liked it. And it was filthy. Really? Yeah. Single mom? She fucks. What was it called? The Connection by Morgan Elizabeth. I saw, I her TikToks come up all the time for me. And yeah, she's like. I'll read it. Great dirty talk. I'll give it a try. Because listen, I'm very, I read Delilah Green Doesn't Care. Yes, um, yeah. Single mom. Yeah. And I loved that. So it's not to say that I maybe, I can be convinced. Okay, what is your favorite trope? I love caretaker. Yeah. I love a caretaker trope. So it's a basic bitch of me to say enemies to lovers, but, but it's fun. It is, especially rivals to lovers. I, yes. I love that because there's like, art, you're coming into the situation from this like view that the other person is like as worthy as you are right. in terms of doing something. So yeah, you yeah, already yeah. have like this baseline of respect for them, even though it's like channeled in a different way. But I want to say for enemies to lovers, I don't want, I don't want any mention of insta love. When they see each other, I don't want there to be, oh, right. but her tender eyes gazed into my soul. No, you want to be like, I hate this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. And even if it's a one-sided enemies to lovers, that's fine with me. But yeah. I need one person to be, to have to be like. Enraged. Yeah. And like almost convinced over time that like the other person was as good as they are. Yeah. Or as nice as they are or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Fake dating. I love it. Yeah. Because I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, it's, you're pretending, but you love each other. Yeah. And then you, they keep coming up with these stupid reasons why, like, they don't think the other person is into them. Like, I love Adam and Olive in The Love Hypothesis. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Adam just seems so untouchable. And then you find out that he's like, yes! The whole time he's that he's been so, so happy. Yes. That he even gets this experience exactly. with her. I really love I don't think this is a trope well I guess in like dark romance I don't know I love a demanding dude in what capacity any capacity in any capacity any capacity but like it was one of the things that I liked about the connection by Morgan Elizabeth was like he sees that she's struggling as a single mom and she 
works a ton of jobs and so he just starts taking over some of her jobs and doesn't tell her so she like wakes up one morning and thinks she's overslept and she's like oh my god Callum hasn't eaten yet like I have to feed him I have to get to work like my alarm didn't go off and you find out he had unplugged her alarm clock Stop. before she got home that the night before and like he went and got them breakfast and then he went and did her dog walking job for her so it wasn't like oh i'm gonna pay for everything he was right. like no no no. you're still we're still making this money but i'm doing it is for your you. love language acts of service i i guess you're receiving love language yeah or words of affirmation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna say it in this podcast i mean we'll get there but like actually a good you know my color vacation did have a demanding dude and i will yeah. say tessa bailey has good demanding dude energy what i love about the dudes in tessa bailey's books is like they're so gruff and grumpy but if she says one thing they'll stop exactly this question i'm so excited about what is your oh my god taylor just i'm just threw I'm, a fucking pen cap at me I'm just destroying piper's <laughs> house um what is your unhinged crush and i think we should count to three and say our unhinged crush at the same time oh okay okay wait is it gonna be one two three say it or yeah. one two and then on the three you say no it. one two three and we'll and say, then it. You say it okay, okay. ready one two three Jay tony shalhoub <gasps> you don't i tony shalhoub is so hot i love tony shalhoub so hot and i say this and people are like piper and I'm like, what? I think my friend knows him. He's married and he has children, but like. like sad, but there's still a chance, right? Still a chance. Oh my he's God, a I man of him. all trades. He can do Jack anything. of all trades. Really. And like, he's an intellectual. Ugh! I love Tony Shalhoub. He's aged so fine. Like a fine wine. Yeah. Say more about Jake Tapper. <laughs> this is, is this Jake from Tapper? your like DC days? Yes, it is. It's yeah. that residual trauma. Yeah. So he's always been my like weird celebrity crush and I don't know why. And he wears his glasses. I'm like, Jake, stop doing this to me. Jake, please. Jake. I thought you were talking about like Steve Kornacki, which also hot. Oh, yes. The one, the MSNBC guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone fell in love with yeah, him during this. Because he was wearing his corn khakis. Yes, I forgot about him. I love him. Um, so I get it. And I don't watch CNN anymore, but... I still turn it on from time to time. 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's when he comes on TV for State of the Union. <laughs> or I think maybe it's a different one and then Sunday is State of the Union. Oh, my God. I can't remember. But he has two shows. He's on on the weekends and he's on at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But that's 1 p.m. our time now. Just middle of the day. So I'm busy. You're busy. We can put it on at the bookstore. <gasps> we'll get a projector. No, because we're only on there on the weekends. He's not Sundays. Sundays. Sunday 4 p.m. Mornings. Ugh, I'll it. be distracted. I won't do my work. That's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. When people check out at the bookstore, I want you to know, like, if you're listening to this and you're checking out and you've come to the Rip Bodice and you've seen us before, we could be talking about the state of the next 50 years of, of the world. Or, or, like, the most traumatic things that have ever happened to us. <laughs> Truly just, like, the deepest, darkest experiences we've ever had in our lives. Or we're doing dramatic readings of Anne Rice's The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Which... Which, as our coworker Sarah says perfectly, it is torture porn. It's torture porn. For a good 250 pages, if not yeah. more. Yeah. And, like, a lot of smut doesn't make me blush. Giggling. We were giggling. Like. Like children. Like children. <laughs> like, couldn't believe what we were reading. Speaking of which, when I was reading my... <laughs> Speaking of torture porn, um, My Clarification by Tessa Bailey. Not torture porn. But he's kind of like gentle Dom. Yes. I mean, she even says at the beginning of the book, she's like, I want to be manhandled. Exactly. 
And people don't think that, like, I'm the kind of person that would like to be manhandled. She smells like apples. She smells, she like, smells apples. like apples who wants to be manhandled. Taylor. Taylor. That's, that's the other thing. Should we transition into the Tessa Bailey episode? Okay. Do we have another question? Or are we? No, that was no? all the questions. Okay, well, I guess, guys, you, you stuck around this long. Thank you so much for listening yeah. to this little intro podcast. If you want, uh, you can read My Killer Vacation by Tessa Bailey, because that is what we will be discussing in our first official, official episode. episode. Yes. That um, was my Australian accent. That was my episode. We will probably start off with some, like, not spoiler stuff, and then, you know, we'll be like... And spoiler time. And spoiler time. We're going to talk about who killed the man in the crawl space. Because, spoiler alert, you find this on the second page. There's a dead man in the crawl space. It happens to the best of us. It does. Poor Oscar. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Oscar. I didn't care that you died. I didn't even know who you were. Didn't know who you were. Didn't. Didn't, didn't care. Some things are better left a mystery. So, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. We it love was, you dearly. Yeah, it was great. I, we love you dearly. I like that. I do too. All right. You say it because it's cute. All right. We love you dearly. Bye. Lace and Debauchery is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.